the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Hahn from NomFon of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. You're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is entertainment. All right, Mark, uh, what do the pundits say? <laughs> The pundits. Yes, I love that word. I have no idea what a pundit is, but they're saying a lot of stuff out there. Now, uh, if you've listened to this show before, you know that um, I tend to come to the show with articles that uh, generally discuss the resilience of the economy, uh, and particularly the real estate market. And I just want to say, because I've got some more articles here, and, and it's it's mostly good news. And you know, I don't want people to think that we're just nothing more than, you know, a drumbeat for, you know, the state industry. It's not that at all. It's, uh, I just think there's so much noise out there. And, you know, Nam and I and Edward, we subscribe to a lot of blogs. We see a lot of information out there. And there's a lot of smart people that are saying and writing things that get lost in the din of the headlines. Now, I'll tell you that Every morning I wake up, I grab a cup of coffee, and there's two newspapers on my porch, the San Francisco Chronicle and the Marin Independent Journal, because I live in Marin County. And, uh, you know, it's just really, other than just for the fact that it's a habit and it's how I wake up, um, I'm not a fan of the endless drone of horrifying headlines (laughs) that you see in these newspapers. Because, again, it's, you know... First of all, I don't really know that I trust the um, competence of the people who write some of these reports. And some of the headlines are very misleading. They don't even really you know, pertain to the article within. And as you know, headlines are not written by the people who write the articles, generally speaking. So it's just, you know, uh, we're trying to like separate the madness here and give you some real information. And I'm going to start with our favorite at, uh, at uh, the best of investing, our favorite California-based economist is Christopher Thornburg, one of the smarter people out there. And he wrote another blog post last week that says we're not in a typical recession. This recession will last as long as it takes for the virus to go away. And then in his opinion, things will go back to normal. And he goes on in his article to say, yes, we're in the midst of a recession, but the question is, how bad of a recession and where is the economy going to be in the second half of the year? 
If you look at the headlines, you're hitting the panic button and are ready to go live on an island and wait this thing out, says Thornburg. But you should take a step back. When any kind of conversation is had, uh, unfortunately, hysteria seems to be the new normal. Um, he says we're not in a typical downturn. He says, has there been a collapsing financial bubble? No. Has there been a massive financial bubble in the U.S. economy? No. Did we see this coming a year away? No. In fact, much of this is an incredibly large negative shock to the system, but it is not a traditional business cycle in any way, shape, or form. So for all those folks leaping to the worst possible con conclusions, they are leaping to assumptions that don't make sense. So to summarize uh, Chris's uh, blog post for the past week, he says none of the data suggests that we're in for a long-term downturn. None of this suggests that um, uh, none of this suggests that unemployment rates uh, are staying elevated for a long period of time. The economy will continue to rebound at the speed uh, uh, that the virus goes away. It's as simple as that, in his opinion. When it does go away, we're going to go back to where we were at the start of all of this. So he's predicting that we're not likely to see. Um, you know, the, the normal business cycle, the normal business recession that many of us were wondering when it was going to hit uh, 10 years into this recovery that we've been in. Uh, prior to the coronavirus, we, were, we continued to push out that, that inevitable business cycle a couple of years. And what he's suggesting is that when coronavirus uh, is the impacts are stabilized, that we're very, very likely to see a continuation of, uh, of good economic activity. So I find that uh, yeah. um, I, I tend to put my money uh, behind people who's, uh, who are smart and have proven themselves uh, to be worth following. So is there any caveat about if the virus situation lasts another six months or year? Well, no, he, he's not, uh, He's not predicting when the virus is going to end. Now, no, what, I, what I mean is, is that like his prediction, my prediction is accurate unless this goes an extra year. He's, and then he's mentioned that in previous articles since March. Uh, his caveat has always been, you know, uh, it, 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 the X factor will be how long this virus yeah. uh, stays around. But um, I, I totally get this point and believe it too, is that once, once things like a, vaccine are found or better testing, um, then, you know, we'll get back to a little bit more of normalization. Or, or we may just adapt, you know, and, and, and just yeah. change things a little bit. You know, restaurants I mean, may be more takeouts, you know, uh, who knows? Right. I, mean, they're, they're like, I do have concerns about uh, what the government is going to do here on forward, depending on how long this uh, partial shutdown of the economy lasts and whether they're going to start supporting those who can't make mortgage payments, those who can't make rent payments. And how about those uh, people who lent the money uh, that's not being served uh, uh, on the mortgage payments? So well, anyway, a lot of, lot of things to, to think about. All right. We cut to our first commercial break here, our first trivia question of on entertainment. What unusual item was worn by the Gong Show's unknown comic? Do you remember that from the 70s? At the, oh, yeah, the Gong Show. Uh, yeah. Variety show uh, where you, people would do their acts, and if they didn't do well, they get gonged, and if they did well, they'd make it to the next round. So what unusual item was worn by the Gong Show's unknown comic? 
Email, or excuse me, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. And don't touch that dial. The best of investing should be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question In Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what actor was listed in the credits simply as Boy in Police Station? That was Charlie Sheen. Right? Very good. Yeah, I watched that movie so many times. <laughs> wow, that was, oh, I mean, I'm impressed. Okay. When he was young and handsome. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. not scary and crazy looking. <laughs> so, Winning. Uh, so for the audience out there, uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund uh, is a debt fund. Uh, but the interesting thing, especially for the listeners who have been with us for a while, uh, can you tell us why your fund is outperforming many other funds? Well, it's true. So the Pacific Private Money Fund um, has been outperforming many, if not most, other California mortgage funds, particularly this year, uh, with the caveat being unleveraged funds, because the Pacific Private Money Fund is a non-leveraged fund. We don't lose, use leverage to boost our yields. Uh, and we've been paying, um, well, so we launched it in 2013, and for the last seven years uh, up to uh, this year, we've been ending each year uh, at or near 8% on the, uh, on the fund member yield, on the investor yield. This year to date, through June, we're at 7.5%, a little bit higher for those compound, uh, compound uh, investors, those that uh, are growth investors and, and let their earnings buy more shares. But the distributed yield is right around just a little over 7.5. But in June, uh, we just did a distribution, and uh, it was down a little bit at 7% again, annualized just for the month of June. Uh, Year-to-date through June 30th, still 7.5%. Before the month of June, uh, the distribution was calculated at just a tick over 7%. And a couple of members reached out and said, hey, is this a trend? And uh, no, we don't believe it is. And in fact, one of the reasons why it just wasn't as high as some of the other months uh, that we do is that one of the things we do with Pacific Private Money Fund is because we have so many buyers of our loans and we generally fill up the fund very quickly uh, with good, strong, solid performing loans uh, that uh, we're able to sell loans out of the fund and then redeploy that fund capital into a new loan. And why that matters is because we do share the origination fees, the points uh, that we earn upfront every time a new loan is originated. And especially if we uh, originate a new loan and then within say 30 days we sell that loan to one of our institutional partners uh, all that fee income gets recognized right away as opposed to accrued not to get into a uh, mind-numbing accounting conversation here but it uh, long story short is because we uh, while we do have a portfolio of performing loans uh, we are able to sell loans out of the portfolio as well 
uh, to institutional buyers and redeploy that capital and, and earn a higher yield. So most mortgage pool funds are rather static. Uh, their portfolio is deployed or their money is deployed into longer term uh, hard money loans. Uh, in, in fact, many lenders are making two, three, four, five-year loans, maybe even longer. And so they don't see that kind of fee income. It's just the steady income from the from the interest rate. And so you'll see a lot of you know very reputable mortgage pool funds in California that are paying in the high fives, low sixes. Maybe they're approaching seven percent. Um, but uh, a, a very well-known California-based fund uh, stopped making uh, or, or diverted much of their income this year into a loan loss reserve and has only been distributing in the 1% range, uh, basically gearing up for what they saw for their particular portfolio as, as a high uh, number of non-performing loans. So, you know, there's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of, uh, you have to be careful when you invest in a mortgage pool fund. There's a, there's a lot to know about the nature of the management uh, of that fund. And so for the Pacific Private Money Fund, we're very, very active in making short-term loans, uh, selling loans out of the portfolio, revolving the capital of the fund so that the yields that uh, our fund members are enjoying are about 100 basis points higher than the average unleveraged California mortgage pool fund. And what about the spread? Isn't there a spread also? Um, the spread, no. Uh, that turned out to be a little bit too hard to account for. I know what you're asking gotcha. about, but uh, no, there's, there's no, there's, we don't, we, we're not able to share the spread because it's, it's the, the accounting became a nightmare. So we just, we, we continue to split the fee income, the origination gotcha. fee income with the fund. And of course, uh, every now and again, we get an REO and we've been really successful with uh, repositioning re, uh, that real estate and selling those, uh, those REO properties at a profit. In fact, we got one that's almost ready to put on the market right now that's gonna juice the yield up very nicely in the second half of, of 2020. So we predict uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund will end 2020 uh, between seven and a half and 8% on the investor yield. So again, uh, past performance is not a promise of future results and you must be an accredited investor in order to invest in the Pacific Private Money Fund so this is not a solicitation for uh, you to invest in the fund. In order to invest, you need to qualify and you need to uh, read our offering documents. So for more information, you want to reach out to us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. That's our website, PacificPrivateMoney.com. There's a bunch of information on the Pacific Private Money Fund that's available online. You can also call us and we're happy to email you uh, the prospectus. Our phone number is 415 883 2150 again 415-883-2150 we never push uh, uh, the sale where we believe in attraction rather than promotion this either works for you or it doesn't and so you're not going to get any hard sales pitch from us so when you call uh, don't feel like you have to have your guard up uh, <laughs> you're just looking for information and we love providing it so and I'll add too that uh, we'll be holding another uh, information session in mid-September so We'll be talking about the Pacific Private Money Fund and other investment opportunities. Okay. Uh, stay tuned. We'll we'll have it out there, uh, an exact date and time. And uh, they've been well attended over the last uh, few months. It's because yeah. everyone's at home. So, <laughs> everyone's used to Zoom meetings. They yeah. know how it works yeah. now. It's yeah, not like all, newfangled technology. Everyone's an expert now. So. Sorry, I don't need I don't need to see anybody in person anymore. I can just do everything over the phone. 
Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, going to cut to our next commercial break here. Boy, Martin, Nam, you impressed me with that last one. That was pretty good. Uh, entertainment here. Mork and Mindy was a spinoff of what TV show? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Hey, Mark, by the way, what, what's the basis of the, uh, you know, the loan that you said that you it's an REO and you're going to make a profit on? How much are you into it? So the basis is about $750,000. Uh, we think it'll sell for over a million. I have a special agreement wow. with the contractor on a, on a small profit split, but it's going to definitely be a significant income boost to the fund. So Very good. Uh, that's going to probably happen in Q4. All right. Uh, stay with us. Now the, now the next segment, we are going to talk about our new fund that's going to target 12%, but it has got a preferred return of eight uh, of 9%. Excuse me. Don't just set that. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question. What unusual item was worn by the Gong Show's unknown comic? Nam, you know that. A bag. Yeah, that's right. He put a bag over his head. That's why he was the unknown comic. And uh, we Mickey, thought maybe he was a Saints fan. Remember the uh, New Orleans Saints? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's ago, right. Well, that, bags over their heads. I think we that's called themselves they, the Aints. Yeah, that's it. That's what I think. <laughs> the, uh, I remember that. Make, uh, make a quick mention here for the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. Enjoy the luxurious pool, hot spring mineral water jacuzzi as they provide social distancing in their large pool area. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it is a fantastic yes. pool. Enjoy the magical themed dinners in their new private hotel guest outdoor dining area. Centrally located in Calistoga and within walking distance of many amenities, including the wineries. Uh, check them out at uh, www.mountviewhotel.com for reservations. Uh, Mark, you have a couple more articles you want to share. I do. So we talked last segment about the economy in general and how Chris Thornburg thinks uh, we're going to be bouncing back. Uh, but let's talk some uh, real estate. Uh, here's a survey. 25% of home buyers are moving or moving sooner than planned because of the pandemic. So this is really interesting. Low mortgage rates, spending more time at home and working from home are driving forces for people moving due to the coronavirus pandemic. Now we've talked a little bit about this. There's been a number of articles like this over the last several weeks. Uh, this one is uh, from last week. And uh, it's a somewhat counterintuitively, the coronavirus driven recession is propping up the housing market. This is according to Redfin chief economist. Home buyer demand is surging despite uh, the GDP taking a historic nosedive in the second quarter. And that's largely because Americans value the home more than ever and are willing to prioritize housing even as they look to cut back other expenses. Hmm. The large share of Americans looking to move as a result of the pandemic is one reason the housing market is booming despite high unemployment and an uncertain economy. So very, very interesting. Well, you figure all oh, the shelter in place, people are going to have to 
stay home more in theory, right? Right. Not going out. Well, and we got uh, an article from the lead from one of the leading um, uh, Edward, you forwarded this email to to nominate today uh, from Tracy McLaughlin, who's a a leading realtor in Marin Marin County in San Francisco. And she says that uh, as a result of the pandemic, uh, buyers are more focused on private, separate and fully contained home offices. Uh, with appropriate audiovisual equipment for Zoom calls and video conferencing, uh, secondary homes that uh, are separate from the great room, or sec- I'm sorry, secondary family rooms that are separate from the great room. Uh, that way, growing children can have autonomy uh, and uh, uh, space to play with a separate space for Zoom learning. Um, another feature that uh, she says are very popular right now, water features, especially pools, are creating demand for homes like she has never before seen. Even in communities that are a bit cooler, which I'm assuming she's saying like Tiburon, Sausalito, and San Francisco, demand for pools have uh, really increased. Uh, homes in the hills with immediate access to both biking or hiking trails are selling for more money than she has ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Even homes far up the hills, uh, which have been challenging to sell, if the home is renovated and very close to trails, it will sell for a higher price today than it would have even six months ago. I guess, again, people, what can they do for recreation? A lot of it's hiking. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you were mentioning earlier, Mark, how much people value their homes right now and are willing to spend more. People are also spending less on just discretionary things like, well, they can't travel. They're not, yeah. not I don't know the last time I had my dress clothes, dress sh- uh, shirts dry cleaned. I don't oh, even yeah. need dress shirts, right? And, good point. and so a lot of things that people gas, you know, people are spending less money on gas because they're not traveling as much. So although people, you say they're spending less money on gas, but other items that are flying off the shelves, SUVs, yeah. RVs, RVs, yeah. bikes, bikes, and boats. Yeah. And it's not hard to understand why. Yeah. When you can't go to Hawaii or Mexico or travel to Europe, and you you know you're, you got to stay close to home, or gonna, maybe grab an RV and travel. So yeah, SUVs. Uh, most of the, the most popular SUVs right now are on back order. So it's, uh, <laughs> fishing too, man. Everyone's grabbing my fishing spot. They're all going to the local <laughs> lake. <laughs> you got to start charging me. We've got a couple minutes here in this segment. I want to just say experts weigh in on the remarkable strength of the housing market. We'll finish with the housing market for this segment. So Ivy Zellman, who's a uh, noted uh, real estate expert, says, whether in terms of pending contract activity or uh, buyer demand ratings, the various measures of demand captured in this month's survey can only be described as shockingly strong in spite of resurgence in COVID-19 cases. Housing Wire says, Existing home sales are still down year over year by 11%, but as crazy as this might sound, we have a shot at getting positive year over year growth. Uh, A Zillow economist says, in a remarkable show of resilience, the housing market has stared the pandemic right in the eye and hasn't even blinked. (laughs) Uh, Chief economist for uh, another research company, the housing market recovery has been nothing short of remarkable. The expectation was that housing would be crushed. And it seemed like it might be for about two months, and then it came roaring back. So unfortunately for those people that laid down the money for, uh, <laughs> for how to make money in the coming real estate crash, uh, they got to wait a little bit. Yeah. 
You're shorting real estate stock. It's really hurting right now. Yeah, yeah. So they have many more than that. It's just, it's, uh, it's amazing. So you know, at at the best of investing, the three of us are are um, all uh, very much involved in uh, mortgage investing, uh, investing in mortgage debt. Uh, so we're very keen on what's happening in the real estate market and what's happening in the mortgage market. And it's that, you know, both of those markets, both the real estate market and the mortgage lending market remain uh, incredibly robust and strong and resilient in spite of all the crap that's happening out there. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of businesses that are failing right now, a lot of people that are in um, economic hardship. Uh, but uh, for that market that our investors are most concerned in, which is um, the resilience of real estate debt. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in the next segment, about uh, why you should be looking at real estate debt as an investment strategy for earning exceptionally high returns. And how the Pacific Private Money Fund is uh, out uh, outplaying all the other, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, you're, you're paying, you guys are paying a higher rate of return than some other debt, debt funds. So uh, you're outpacing. That's right. We're, we're outperforming, outperforming other California debt funds. Yes. All right. Cutting to the uh, second trivia question. You guys remember the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this is a little bit of a harder question, though. In Ferris, the, the uh, topic is entertainment. In Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what actor was listed in the credits simply as Boy in Police Station? So he. Uh, oh. Yeah, so he hadn't, yeah. uh, you know, made it big yet, but uh, definitely you'll know the name. He, he'd be, he'd Boy be, in Police Station. Boy in Police Station. That's that's all he got credit for. All right, all uh, right. call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what actor was listed in the credits simply as Boy in Police Station? When we come back, we're going to talk about the Pacific Private Money Fund and also a new fund that has a – preferred return of 9% with a target yield of 12%. You're not going to want to miss this segment. Make sure you stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hahn from Nam Fon. Third trivia question Mork and Mindy was a spinoff of what TV show? Happy Days. Happy Days. Oh, dear, oh, here again. All right. So, I did not know that. We, we were uh, we were teasing. Mark was Fonz's long lost cousin. Uh, yeah. Was he? No. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So we were we were teasing the audience about uh, the fact that the Pacific Private Money Company has launched a new fund. Tell us about that fund. How about you? Going to tell us about it? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell it too, but my voice is hurting, so I'll let you tell it. All right. Okay. Nice. So. Um, one of the things that we're pretty good at, I think, at Pacific Private Money is, well, first of all, we're, we're a collection of real estate uh, investors, real estate professionals, uh, 30 years, uh, 20 to 30 years each in, in real estate experience. Uh, and last but not least, we're, we're very entrepreneurial here at Pacific Private Money. We're always looking for new opportunities to make money directing the flow of investor capital. 
That's what we do here at Pacific, uh, at Pacific Private Money. In a nutshell, at the end of the day, we earn fee income for directing the flow of capital uh, from people who have capital looking for yield to people who need capital because, uh, quite frankly, the banks have let them down. Um, over the years, the unbanked has grown, and companies like Pacific Private Money and other alternative lenders have, have found you know, business model that, that thrive. So um, in the course of the last few years, uh, we're always uh, being introduced to new people with new business models and new opportunities. Of course, we don't say yes to all of them. We investigate, just like the loans we do, we say no nine out of 10 times. I would say that's probably pretty true for uh, people who come to us with collaborative opportunities nine out of 10 times. It's like, yeah, that doesn't really fit. But about a year ago, Edward uh, introduced uh, me to someone uh, in, out of uh, Lubbock, Texas, that he was doing business with, uh, buying seller carryback notes mostly first position performing seller carryback notes. Now, if you live in California and like I do, and I'm a native Californian, you might not know that in other states, particularly in the Midwest, Texas and surrounding states, that a lot of real estate, a significant amount of real estate is sold where the seller of that home carries back a note. And one of the reasons why that's a big thing there is that a you know, a significant portion of the population in those states uh, are uh, immigrant, uh, either uh, born of immigrants or immigrants themselves, may not have good credit. And it's just, uh, you know, homes are priced less. So it's just a, it's just a more common practice culturally uh, where the seller of a home just knows, okay, I'm going to take a down payment. I'm going to carry back a note at 6 or 7 or 8%-ish. And uh, generally, those are 30-year notes. And um, there is a market for people who want to liquidate those notes. Uh, maybe they've been holding it for five, six, eight, ten years, maybe even 15 years uh, on a 20-year to 25, 30-year note. And uh, a life event happens, and they want to cash out. They want to convert that receivable, that secured receivable, into cash. And what ends up happening is that though there's, there are experts out there that uh, send mailers uh, on a regular basis out to people who hold these notes saying, hey, we can convert that note to cash. And this gentleman uh, that we met in Texas has been doing just that for 20 years. And he was looking to match himself up with a company that could help him grow uh, that business model of his uh, and raise the capital. And we spent about, Edward and I, about six months uh, visiting back and forth with this gentleman, and we came up with a, an idea for the Pacific Southwest Note Fund, Pacific Southwest Note Fund. And so we've already started raising capital in that fund, and we've designed that fund in mind based on this gentleman's 20-year track record of being able to purchase loans, performing loans at discounts so that the basically the internal rate of return on those purchase notes are anywhere from 10 to 20%. And we modeled the fund with the idea that with those types of average uh, rates of return uh, that we could produce, that we could uh, um, commit to a 9% preferred return with a stated target of around 12%, uh, uh, plus or minus on the um, uh, annualized return with monthly distributions. So we're pretty excited about that. What did I miss, Edward? 
No, it's uh, pretty much in a nutshell. I mean, I've had experience with this now for a couple of years. And uh, so far, every borrower has uh, paid like clockwork. I figured I'd be the guinea pig just to I get conceptually. I, I, I understood it and I, I thought it made sense, but I didn't want to have a start a fund or get clients involved until I tested the waters myself. And right. You, you, in fact, right now you presently own a portfolio of notes that you purchased uh, through this company yep. that uh, ultimately you're going to probably sell into the fund as the fund raises capital. Right. Um, the uh, some of the metrics for how this works is, uh, for example, a one hundred thousand uh, dollar a performing loan with re with a remaining principal balance of one hundred thousand dollars. They call that the UPB, the unpaid principal balance. Maybe the note started out at one hundred and fifty, and you know seven to ten years in, it's it's down to one hundred thousand uh, dollars. We purchase those performing notes at roughly sixty five cents on the dollar sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, depending on what the note rate is. Let's say the note rate is 6%, there's a remaining balance of $100,000. Uh, we've been buying, or, or our partner, our now partner has been buying those notes for on average about $60,000. So you have a $60,000 uh, basis uh, as a buyer of that note, but the unpaid principal balance and the payment is based on a $100,000. So you can see if you do a little math, you can come, you can determine what the internal rate of return, what, what your uh, true interest is. And when you have a, a portfolio of loans where your cost basis is 65% is of the unpaid principal balance, you've got automatic equity built in. And you know what happens on some of those loans? Sometimes they get paid off because yep. the property sells or they refinance, now all of a sudden you get a, a, an even higher income boost because if they owe you a hundred grand and you only paid sixty five thousand for it, well, guess what? You get a whole hundred grand when they pay you off. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And and so and we looked at the numbers. We uh, uh, with a twenty year history, uh, our new partner whose name is also Mark. Uh, Mark could pretty much tell us you know, down to the percentage of, you know, what percentage of notes pay off early, uh, you know, how, what's the average duration of the hold and what the average discount is. And it's just, it's an amazing opportunity now. So this is different. This, this fund doesn't compete with our other California based funds, which are true mortgage, uh, mortgage origination funds where we make the loan instead with the Pacific Southwest note fund, we're identifying holders of notes, that need liquidity will accept our offer, and it has to be an offer that works for us. If it's if they want too much money, it doesn't work. So it's uh, it's a pretty amazing model, and uh, we just launched it as of August 1st. We've already put uh, a few deposits into our subscription account, and we're off and running. And and uh, uh, I haven't been ex in it, as excited about a new fund as I am about this one. I know Edward certainly is too. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the best part about all this is not a single borrower has been late by, you know, <laughs> more than 30 days and nobody's yeah. asked for a deferment. Nobody's claimed COVID or anything like that. These borrowers pay. Anyway, right. that's so for uh, more information. PacificPrivateMoney.com 415-883-2150. You must qualify to invest in the Southwest note fund. You must be an accredited investor. We can give you all kinds of information if you call us for more info. Very good. All right, we're going to cut to our last commercial break. Don't touch that bell. We'll be right back.
You're listening to the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Uh, no trivia question, but uh, Nam, you got a deal of the week? I have a deal of the week, and then you have a deal of the week, too, right? Um, I'll add the deals. <laughs> the deals of the week, uh, actually, this are multiple deals. It's interesting. You know, we always talk about our bridge loan being one of our uh, primary um, loans that we offer to uh, to people, primarily for the buy before sell um, that we're seeing in the marketplace. I've never seen a, a, a higher number of bridge loans where people are coming to us before they found the next home that they want to buy. Essentially, typically, we're getting referrals from people, mortgage brokers, realtors at the 11th hour when somebody says, hey, my home's on the market. I want to make an offer on this house now, but I I need to make it non-sale contingent because I'm competing against all cash. Well, all cash is back. Uh, No low or no sale contingencies offers are back. Multiple offers are back. And so... You know, our bridge loan is getting out there where people are coming to us and saying, hey, I'm going to list my home. I'm going to make an offer. I want to get prepared for that. I want to apply for your bridge loan uh, first, get approved, and then I'm going to go out and um, start making offers. So people are being proactive and coming to us. And right now we have so many loans where the property is to be determined because they want to get the approval process out of the way first. So this uh, ties into everything that Mark talked about in the first segment, which is real estate right now is super hot. And um, if you are out there looking to purchase, you really need to have your ducks in a row to be able to compete in this ultra competitive market. Um, New builders, there's an article uh, this week about uh, the new builds. Um, Builders have are really tight on inventory. And if you want to buy a home, from a new builder, you better not have a sale contingency because you're not gonna get that home. So people are coming to us who are buying in a new community and getting a bridge loan uh, so that they can buy that new home, even if it's not done yet, at least secure the close uh, with our bridge loan and then they'll pay us off once they sell their departing residence. Now qualifying qualifying them, you haven't made any money yet because they haven't identified the property and closed the deal. So you're just doing preliminary work? Yeah, we were doing preliminary work, which is great for us because now we know, you know, the borrower, we're not under as much stress and neither are they to get the approval process, get the documents to us that we need to qualify that they can, you know, afford our bridge loan, give them time to work for their mortgage broker for the takeout loan. So it's, it's a great spot and, you know, it's, it's better all the way around for um, getting a loan in place and, and being able to put your best foot forward when you're actually ready to make an offer. Very good. So the bottom line is it's a hot real estate market. If you have a home to sell and you're looking to purchase, then get your ducks in a row. Get qualified for a bridge loan. Get qualified for the takeout loan. And then when you're out there ready to make an offer, then you'll, you'll be in a much, much stronger position mm-hmm. to actually have everything go smoothly. And so, for those uh, buyers of real estate or realtors who need to get a hold of you to set this up? Yeah, give us a call. Um, 415-883-2150, or you can go to our website, uh, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. And if you want to submit a, a scenario, go to the borrower page and 
click Get Started and let us know what your story is. And then we'll get back to you right away and, and let you know how we can help. Very good. All right. So you can call that number 883-2150 or your code 415 uh, on uh, whether you're a borrower or you'd like to be a an investor in uh, any of the funds. Again, we've got the new fund that's paying uh, 9% preferred. Not bad. The Pacific Southwest Note Fund. All right, guys, we're going to cut. Here's our cutout. Here's our thoughts for the day. So my wife just found out I replaced our bed with a trampoline. <laughs> she hit the roof. And... Uh, <laughs> Adam and Eve uh, were the first people to not read the Apple terms and conditions. <laughs> but I'm pumped. And lastly, I've been repeating the same mistakes in life for so long. I think I'll start calling them traditions. All right. Uh, tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.